Okay, guys, how you doing? Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk to you about repentance. Um, repentance is basically doing a 180. It's basically a, ch a change of mind. We have pastors these days. They are coming in and saying you don't have to repent to be saved, but that's just that's the basic requirements to be saved. Okay, you have to realize what you did was wrong in order to know. You know, it's like uh, Jesus saying that he didn't come for those who are um, righteous. He came for those who are in need of repentance. You know, his physician, he comes, he doesn't come for the, the healthy, he comes for the sick. So if you don't admit that, you know, that you're a sinner, there's, there's no point in calling yourself a Christian because that's the main point. You know, sinners saved by grace. You know, you come to Christ because you know you're in danger of hellfire. Okay. My people who are called by my name, humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will give their sin and I will heal their land. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. Okay. First John chapter one, verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Acts chapter three, verse 19, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Matthew chapter three, verse eight, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. See, you have to, you know, when you repent, you admit that uh, that you're a sinner and you're turning from your sin, okay? You can't be a Christian and a homosexual. You can't be Christian and a lesbian. You can't be Christian and still masturbate. You can't be Christian and, you know, be a whoremonger or a whore, okay? You can't be Christian and stay in a marriage that God has called uh, adulterous, you know, marry somebody, you know, you divorce and remarry somebody and your first spouse is still alive. That is adultery. You know, adultery will enter the kingdom of God. Uh, second Chronicles chapter, second Chronicles chapter 30, verse nine, for the Lord, your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. Okay. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting you anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. Matthew chapter four, verse 17, for the time of for that time, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of God has come near. It's always repentance. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. See, Jesus came for sinners. All right. That's what the Sadducees and Pharisees couldn't understand. And that's why they missed him. They really just wanted power. They wanted to keep their power. They didn't really, they didn't, Jesus wasn't what they wanted because they still wanted to keep their power. They wanted to overthrow Rome by force. James chapter four, verse eight, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. 
Joel chapter 2 verse 13, rend your heart and not your garments, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Revelation chapter 3 verse 19, those who I love I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Okay, God doesn't want people to go to hell, but unfortunately, many of us choose that road. I tell you that the, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Luke chapter 15, verse 7. For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent and live. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 32. Acts chapter 17, verse 30. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Okay. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Okay. And that's basically what he's talking about. And a lot of people, they want to hold on to Jesus and still hold on to their own lives. It's not going to work. It's better you just be like, you know what, just make a choice. The life is too hard and live your life. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, live your life against God, but you have to make a choice. It's either one or the other. And it's a hard road. Okay. It is a hard road. But Jesus said, count the cost. All right. He said, count the cost. There are even people who call themselves Christians, people who have been born again, and they're not going to make it because it's a hard road. Because every day he wants you to carry that cross every day. All right. And a lot of people, you know, they don't want to do that. They can't endure and it's not, you know, Christianity is not for everyone. But here's the thing. You're not going to, you shouldn't be dragging people down with you. Okay. With false doctrine, because you ha hate living it. That doesn't mean that you should drag everyone down with you. Okay. That's just basically it. That's just how it is. And a lot of people don't want to um, abide by that. But the funny thing is, is like uh, we all know and, you know, when you want to pick a profession, you know, you have to. You have to make a choice. You have, you're all in it or you're not. All right. That's just how it is. Okay. You have to put your focus, your mind on it. You want to be a mechanic, you have to focus on it. Reading books on being a mechanic and actually spending time practicing what's in the book on how to fix cars. It's the same thing. All right. And that is how it is. All right. The scary thing is like you have pastors, you know, somehow they're led into the church. I don't ha you don't have to repent to be a Christian. It's kind of like saying if someone steps on your foot, you don't have to apologize and stop stepping on their foot. 
just keep stepping on their foot. I don't have to make an apology. I'll just keep stepping on your foot. It's basically the same thing. You know, it's basically that's what it is. All right. So this I have here. All right, take up your cross and follow Jesus. Jesus then told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever saves his life, he will lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and profits his soul? Or what shall a, a man give in his return for his soul? Okay. That's uh, basically Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. All right. And that's, you know, basically it. Well, we're living in some scary times, man. We're living in some extremely scary times. And Christian persecution is coming, all right? It's coming. A lot of people are going to hate, turn their backs on real Christians. They're really going to hate Christians who say that the... uh Pre-tribulation period is a lie, and it's really post-tribulation. They're really going to hate us. The pre-tribbers are really going to hate us. Because they're going to be angry that what their pastors were telling them was a lie. Okay? That's what's going to happen. Nobody's getting out of here with an easy ticket to heaven. Nobody. It's a narrow, brutal road. And the thing is, when they talk about with this post, this pre-tribulation, you know, God didn't come down and save the church from a pre-tribulation, with pre-tribulation. He didn't do it with his disciples. He didn't do it with the early church. He didn't do it with any of the churches, okay, until, you know, any of the churches until this until this present date. He did not do it with any of the churches until this present date. None of them. They all had to face tribulations and trials. Same thing is going to be with this church. We're going to be stuck here. There's going to be a fall in the way. There's going to be the Antichrist. There's going to be seven years of harsh tribulation. Judgment's going to start at the house of the Lord. Okay. And after the tribulation period, then Jesus comes back. And the thing is, everybody's so excited to come to, you know, want to see Jesus. But no one's thinking about, am I right with him? Because he's bringing judgment. So do you really want to see Jesus in the state you're in? Just think about it. Do you really want to see Jesus in the state that you're in? Because if you if you're not right and you do, it's it's suicide. It's basically suicide. You're literally committing suicide. You basically want to see somebody that's not gonna really be happy to see you because he knows that you're not living up to par. I'll leave it on that note. Peace, stay encouraged, and be blessed. Later. <laughs>